Are we finally ready to start? Live from the City of Roses. I thought this would be funny, but it's not. This is LAAF. Everyone thinks we're incompetent. With another unsung blue collar hero. Jimmy McCammon. Don't you sometimes hate yourself? Constantly. The old team together again. Oh. Nothing can stop us. See? This? You must have dreamed about this moment for a thousand times. Is LAAF. How'd you like it? Oh, I didn't. Thank you. I'm going to leave them the worst review. I love it, Pomona. And action. Hey there, LAAFers. Welcome to my interview with podcaster and comedian and all-around cool guy, Jeff Dwoskin. He's out there doing it. Live from Detroit with Jeff Dwoskin is the podcast. And Crossing the Streams is the YouTube show where you can see my pretty face on the last episode. And hey, if you're a things maker or a stuff doer like Jeff Dwoskin and you want to be on the LAAF podcast, well, shoot us a line. We're at LAAF Podcast on the thingies. And as always, you can support our work at patreon.com slash LAAF. And without further ado, here is my chat with the great Jeff Dwoskin. Yeah, I've been listening. I love your show, man. Have you listened to my podcast? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I just got done listening to the last one, The King of of, uh, uh, Detroit. Detroit. Yeah. Made me want to watch that movie. It's, um, it's a it's it's a fun good bad you know it's really it is low budge but it's like yeah. uh it's it's definitely fun there's some really funny lines in it it's funny too because i know a lot of people in it because <laughs> they're all from around here yeah right it's uh it's such a uh it's such a community that you've uh built you know become involved with like how how far back does that go i mean um is it like a, a big stand-up community you're a stand-up um mm-hmm. not right now i mean i haven't seen you in a club lately bro no i know yeah it's funny i was ready to give it up because i'm like oh i just i'm doing podcasting now and then i'm like oh wait the best way to push the podcast would be to get back on stage oh wow yeah <laughs> <laughs> and then hand out cards at the end yeah and then i can make some cards um yeah you know it's like with my podcast it's like a lot of the a lot of the comedians I've talked to, well, all the comedians I've talked to, it's been because I've worked with them over the last 20 years. Some I haven't talked to in a decade, you know? It's like, hey, you want to be on my podcast? And I don't think, I think one guy's not responded right. twice. You know what I mean? And that's about it, you know? One guy kind of pushed me off and then didn't respond. But I mean, 90% of ninety, you know, everyone else is like, yeah, yeah, let's catch up. And it's like, cool you know because yeah yeah it's, it's it's nice for two reasons one it's like they wouldn't talk to me otherwise right i mean <laughs> it, well, it wouldn't it's like a guy i can call up mary ellen hooper and just shoot the shit i mean we haven't talked in 10 years but in the context of a podcast it's like hey you know and it's funny like alonzo bowden was the first comedian that someone just introduced me to you know and they're like hey I'm, i know alonzo i'll shoot him an email i'm like thanks and but he was like the one of the first comedians I've talked to that I really didn't know. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? So I didn't have a story. Like a lot of these people, I have stories where I was like, I would tell them something that you know, they did for me or something like that. Or like we had shared experiences. Right. When I talked to Bill Dwyer, it was cool because he remembered everything. I don't expect them to remember me. You yeah. know what I mean? It's like when you think about it, it's like 10 years they work every weekend, right? Yeah. And they're probably working with two people every weekend, at least the comics. That's just the comics every weekend. So, I mean, 
that's 10 years times 50, you know, it's 500 weekends times, you know, two a thousand people they've worked with since me. You know right, what I mean? Right. So it's like, but it, but it, it was cool. I built wires like, oh yeah, yeah, we did this and we did that and that was with Jay Chris and you know, it was like, I'm like, wow, that's, that's those are the nice. those are the ones, those are the guys, uh, you know, and even like celebrities or somebody with a, a, you know, somebody who's you know big and famous or something like that, and you meet them and and they like remember names and they remember like like specifics and they're the type of people that like ask you about your family and stuff like that like you're, you're like okay all right i get it i get how you got here you know like people just love you because you do this this act right here i've never been good at that myself like i forget names i i can't you know like that that like natural urge to take like a personal interest in others is something like like for me that I've had to like develop and I see it in other people and I'm like that is that is admirable that is an admirable <laughs> like yeah, yeah. like Martin Sheen I met him once on a set of uh, uh, Grace and Frankie and and he, he's this guy who's just like who, who just like you know will walk up to you and shake your hand and ask your name and you know ask you know oh are you Scottish you know that sounds like a Scottish name and just be so interested uh, I feel like I'm in being invasive if I if I express that interest to to others I'm always uh, I'm always impressed by that yeah! Oh, yeah! this is LAAF. What what are your expectations, you know, for like the next few months, um, uh, or you know, the the next year? We've been in this this horseshit <laughs> for a year now, and um, you know, not being able to do our normal stuff. We're all getting better at you know uh, doing stuff from home, podcasting, and and uh, you know, connecting with people in whatever we, way we can from there. Like, well, I mean, what's the next twelve months look like? Do you think you're going to hit the road? Do you think you know, people are going to start being braver. Is it going to happen in tears? <laughs> yeah. I, you know, I, I, after I think everyone gets the vaccine, I'll be more comfortable going into clubs, you know, and then, then it, to me, what's going to be interesting is how people are going to handle people that don't get the vaccine and you having to prove that you got the vaccine. Yeah. Right. And because I know people who are like, we're not getting it. And I'm like, I wonder if that's going to prevent you from getting into that school or going anywhere, back, you know, or back to work, back to work or coming to family events, because how do I feel about if you're not immune? Yeah. You know, if you didn't, if you didn't, you know, protect yourself. So once that's kind of out of the way and I get, I think we'll see what happens with Biden and his hundred day plan and see how aggressive he can get with getting those vaccines out. Because it, it seems to have been a little bit of a slow start, but once I mean, once that I mean, I hope it gets back to normal at least in the next six months or so. It'd be nice to not worry about going out and getting sick, and yeah, you also worry about the businesses, right? I mean, we we think about ourselves just staying home, but as the businesses collapse around us, when it's ever all said and done, where are we going to have anywhere to go? <laughs> you yeah. Know what I mean? And what about those people that have jobs at, at those uh, businesses? It's like, I mean, that's, to me, I, that represents a bigger part of the slice of, like, the economy than, 
than, uh, you know, anything else, you know, just like all those little, you know, people spending $5 a day on this or that is really what like generates, you know, running the economy. And so I don't know, um, those people aren't, you know, people aren't going to have that kind of money for a long, long time. And, uh, you know, I don't know, people are going to end up getting like retrained and like, like, look at us, we're doing, you know, we're doing podcasting. I mean, don't you think like, we're going to stick with our, our podcasts after this, you just, you were saying earlier, um, about, uh, how, you know, you kind of like use your stand up to drive people to your podcast, you know, like one thing eventually is going to become, you know, more important than the other thing. And, and we're, you know, how, how much of it is actually gonna, gonna come back, you know, and how much of it is going to be, you know, lots of people are working from home. We might have created a new normal that we're just like living in. This is LAAF. And also, like, people are germaphobes now in a way that, like, you know, it was a joke before, you know, like, that that people were uh, afraid of disease and afraid of germs and stuff like that. And now it's going to be, a like, a full-on lifestyle, you know? Like... That person who always gives you the elbow bump instead of the handshake, like that's going to be so much more common and stuff. And some people are going to keep the masks on. I don't know. (laughs) So the the interesting thing is, and I was just talking about this with someone the other day. I'm like, I haven't been sick since March. Yeah. You know what I mean? So the interesting thing about the revelation that came out during this whole pandemic is in a, the early horrible relations to the flu, you know, well, 75,000 people die from the flu every year. Well, I don't compare them at all. They're completely different. But what's interesting is if people really thought on a daily basis that if I got the flu, I could have one, in, you know, a chance of dying, which I don't think people think about on a regular basis yeah. or had prior even put a thought of that in their head. Now they, I think more people are aware of that statistic. Well, if, if you're thinking, oh, I could get the flu and actually die, because I don't think people ever thought flu equals death, right? No. So, you know, but now if like, I'm like, well, you know what, maybe I, I will kind of take a step back. Maybe I don't want to breathe in your space. Maybe I don't want to make, you know, touch you and then not wash my hands. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because it's like, you don't want that either. I mean, it's not... You know, I mean, it's it it just seems like it's it's kind of put us all in a mindset of just a way to be healthy. Now, I don't know if I haven't got the flu because um, social distancing and all this and just staying away from everything or I've literally willed myself because you can't walk anywhere, have a cold or anything. People not assume you have COVID. Right. So it's like it's one of those things. You're listening to L.A.A.F. You know, we were spreading disease back and forth all the time anyway. You know, how many times did you go to work and like the guy next to you is like, I'd hate it because I get everything. I get every flu, every cold, you know, my, my, my spouse, she works with kids and I'm like, she's always bringing something home, (laughs) you know, and I, I mean, it's gotten to the point. 
a couple years ago where I was like, you can't do this job. I don't want you to do this job. I'll work more. We, we got to do something because I get every cold. And like you, I haven't been sick with anything since, since forever. And I remember feeling this like, uh, this like, uh, um, click of like logic when someone would pull that, that, that stuff with me before, you know, where they're like, Oh, I don't shake hands. I don't like getting colds. And I'm like, Oh yeah, that makes sense. I ought to do that. Like when someone tells you that they meditate or something, you know, you're like, yeah, that's a good practice. I ought to do that. (laughs) Yeah. I'm going to get around to doing that one day. Yeah. You're probably smart for doing that. You know, (laughs) your friend quit smoking or whatever. (laughs) But like, I mean, I just think so many more people are going to be like that. And for good reason too. And like you were saying, you know, people didn't used to worry about getting the flu and, um, you know, and, and, not not actually like most people the large majority of people who get coronavirus like um you know they get it and then they get over it and people with conditions and you know who are old and stuff like that have the worst outcomes um and so you know i don't know i don't know maybe our thinking maybe our thinking is going to become more realistic you know in that way of like well we'll just take precautions you know or maybe I don't know. Maybe, maybe the maybe the lunatics will win the day, and everyone will have to. I don't know. I, I just don't I imagine this world with you know everybody wearing like two masks and stuff. <laughs> you know, I'd love to back off of that. It makes me uncomfortable for one thing. Like I don't know. I'm one I, of those I guys. Need, somebody needs to figure something out because I wear glasses, and so it's like if I'm outside, don't I, they get fogged up? Fog. Yeah, they get all fogged up. I mean, yeah. I was. I was walking to, I was visiting my daughter at her apartment. I'm walking, you know, a few blocks. I couldn't walk 10 feet without having to stop, wipe my glasses off, and then they'd refog yeah. and then keep walking. It's like, oh man, you know, so now, so it, so now you've got this uh, uh, more injuries and more people with fogged glasses just walking into the middle of the street and getting hit by buses and stuff like that. <laughs> yeah, yeah but, but you know everything's kind of you know so we were moving our daughter into our apartment and you know it, it's only now you got everyone moving in and only one family can use the elevator at a time yeah right yeah. so it's uh, and there's a, of course there's only one elevator right and so you know it's it's, it's it, those little things that you don't really think about that are gonna that just kind of slow everything down because you know you don't want to be in a little five-foot box with somebody and it's like and then you're touching those buttons i'm figuring out ways to hit the button without using my hands <laughs> or you know it's like it's it's a it's a whole uh, exercise and you know my, i got plastic gloves in my car and i just you know the little cheaper ones you know so i'm doing gas i don't have to touch the gas thing it's like ah oh, man yeah it's a whole new world but the good news is you know the roaring 20s came after the spanish flu so yeah it you know normalcy will will make its way back no i think it's going to be kind of a kind of a uh a a big deal because um you know everything all the big events you know the um uh world war one world war two uh the great depression you know, big stuff like this that just really, like, changed society and gave, like, many members of society, like, no choice in what they were going to do. Like, a lot of it, it was often, every time, you know, followed by this, like, bounce back, you know, where they're, like, where the whole country is, like, well, we're clear of that and phew, and we're all treating each other nice for a little while. <laughs> and, like, you know, in the 50s, the golden age of the 50s and stuff like that. 
And, um, uh, you know, I think everybody's hoping for something like that, but it's just like also stuff just keeps getting dragged out and, and, and dragged along. And, and it gives like credence to these conspiracy theorists too, because they're like, their whole point is, well, they want to keep us in this state of lockdown in this state of control, you know? And it's like, it's like that argument, like gets stronger and stronger. The lo- you know, the longer we go without bouncing back. So, I mean, I don't know. <laughs> I, I don't get any any conspiracies tied to masks. There's literally... Oh, I know. There's, if anything, it makes things harder for people who are, quote unquote, watching us because you have blocked your face, <laughs> right? Yeah, yeah. So it's like, hey, you know, nobody, nobody would be trying to control us by saying, cover up your face so we can't see who you are or do the facial recognition or do anything like that. No, nobody's nobody's coming up, but that's not the dastardly plan. It's like no kidding. People people have been wearing masks in airports for years. This is LAAF. Well, and you mentioned Spanish flu and stuff like that. And like, you know, people think this is so unprecedented, but you can find pictures from that event that's like shows big crowds of people like all wearing masks and stuff like that. You know, and it's like it's kind of just a human like uh, a human thing to to like if you sense danger or, you know, that you cover your mouth and you watch like if you see smoke, you want to like bring your shirt lapel up, you know, (laughs) Um, and, uh, you know, I don't know. Um, I think people people naturally uh, gravitate toward like the security that provides it provides, you know, and there's no doubt that it does something. I mean, you're filtering the air, et cetera. Like, um, right, but it, it does more when both people are. If if we had had a president that had not politicized it and he had pushed for it, frankly, if, if he hadn't like done that cover up, you know, based on the tapes from in the Woodward, beginning, yeah, he'd be president again. I mean, yeah. like that would yeah. to me, like if he had really man- managed the pandemic well, he would have walked away with the election hands down. Yeah, and his stuff. yeah. The biggest thing going for him, and the biggest thing that 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 shot him in the nuts was like, uh, what was was that he that the economy was doing so freaking good, you know? The, like the economy was doing so good, he didn't want to interrupt that at all, you know. I, this is the way I think of it. Like like if I was him, I wouldn't want to interrupt that whatsoever. So like you know, he just kind of put off and put off and put off the response, you know, to where, you know, there's definitely like you could have started warp speed faster, you know, the operation that got the vaccine off the ground. You could have had everybody wearing masks way sooner. You know, you could have had all this stuff happening way, way sooner, but you didn't want to disrupt your perfect economy. Like that's, that's, that's pretty selfish. It's pretty ignorant. And I don't, I'm not I don't know that I'm not a huge fan of like the Democrats over the Republicans or whatever. I don't know that they would have done better, but it's so ignorant, you know, the way the way that he handled it and the way that he like kind of put everything off. And in a few speeches at the very top, like February, March time frame acting, you know, just kind of going almost like a denier, you know, almost like acting like it wasn't happening. And I think you're right. I mean, I think it could have been dealt with way sooner, you know. At least some measures could have gotten in place. 
And you can see, like, it was so successful, the way they developed that vaccine so fast. It's like a moonshot. It's historical. Like, if they had only started on that at the time when he was standing there denying the whole thing, you know, who knows how far ahead of this we would be. Yeah, I mean, fortunately, we live in a time where science is so much more advanced than, say, it was 100 years ago for the Spanish flu. And where, and, and again, I don't mean to start a conspiracy theory or a, a wrongdoing, but it it's possible also that some of these vaccines were kind of mostly or, you know, I had heard once that they were they were working on other covid vaccines. They just shelved them because there was no money in it. Yeah. They mostly do this stuff because there's money in it. And so in this version of the vaccine, there was definitely money in it. The government paid for everything. That's why we don't have to pay for these vaccines. So I don't I don't know that they were necessarily starting at zero, zero, yeah. you know, ground zero with it. Um, but, you know, but, you know, it is what it is. It's still record time and, and fascinating and, and, and an amazing scientific achievement. So and some of the vaccines, I'm not sure, were part of that operation. Yeah, you know, maybe one was. But oh, yeah, that's so. Dolly so much Parton is... and Dolly Parton funded one of them. It's like... That's the one I need. Huge yeah. fan. <laughs> Huge fan. Huge fan. I signed up at Meyer. You have any, everyone listening. You can call well, if you have Meyer in your area or there's other places. You call the pharmacy and get on the line in line for the digital line for when the vaccines are, are ready. So where you're at, where you're at, are they um, giving them to uh, to people uh, your age, our age? We're probably pretty close in there. Are you 20? Yeah. I was, um, I'm just kidding. <laughs> uh, I think they're in the healthcare 65 and older. Okay. Yeah. Age. That's where we so, are too. Yeah. So, and then it's funny because my daughter, she's like, I'm going to go buy one of the, the hospitals at six o'clock. I'm like, why? Because that's when they close. And everyone who doesn't show up, they have to throw away those vaccines. So they'll just give them to someone. And once they give you one, they have to schedule you for the second one. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. Right. I don't know if that's true or not, but like, you know, but it seems like, uh, you know, they are, you know, they're not that stable. So like if they prep it for someone who has an appointment and that person doesn't show up, I'm curious how many of these vaccines are throwing away. <laughs> Uh, so so let's talk about the podcast a little bit. I don't want to spend all the whole time, uh, you know, doctoring the country about disease. Um, so uh, the, your, your podcast, you talk mostly um, to uh, comedians. And, uh, well, you do the podcast, um, uh, the Live from Detroit, the, De- the Jeff Dwoskin show. Um, and uh, you do Crossing the Streams, uh, the uh, TV and film review show over on uh, like Facebook and YouTube. You go live on video there, right? Right. Um, it's funny. Like live from Detroit, the Jeff Dwoskin show is not a live show. <laughs> right. Yeah, I know. <laughs> that's Our my, show that's my starts pod. with the word live yeah. and know, we don't even. <laughs> but it's, it's just meant to kind of give a feel for, you know, it's sort of a, a variety-ish type podcast, a humorous pop culture podcast. Yeah, I talk to uh, actors, comedians, and uh, I've talked to some social media people, you know, experts in uh, the different platforms. And and so it's sort of a combination, a mix of um, I have a strong social media background, so I do some social media tips yeah. and then I, I do an interview and then I'm also 
very involved on Twitter with a, an app that I created called Hashtag Roundup, where we, we do hashtags um, throughout the day, every day. And they're hashtag, our unique hashtags. We have different games that run. And you can follow that at Hashtag Roundup on Twitter, or you can download the app and get a notification to your phone when a game starts. Like yesterday, we did one, Ted Cruz is the kind of guy. Yeah. Like that was our hashtag. And that wasn't the number one hashtag in the United States. And one of the people that played it was Mandy Patankin, which was pretty cool. Okay. And uh, so, like, once they start trending, uh, it, it, it brings out. I mean, that, that hashtag had over 22,000 participants. In it. So that was pretty cool. So I read also hashtags from Hashtag Roundup on my podcast as well. I pull a hashtag that we've done in the past that kind of relates to maybe something that, that came up in the interview or some thing happening and, you know, just relevant to um, topics of the day. But yeah, yeah. So I, you know, I talked, I, I, being a stand-up comedian for over 18 years, I've, I've kind of met a lot of great people and connected with them on Facebook and stayed connected. And so, you know, Hey, you want to be on my podcast? Sure. You know, and then, you know, some, some folks I talk to are, are, are actors and we talk about their movies and all that kind of stuff. So I'm a, I'm a real, I like my passion is, I get, I think in my podcast is like my Comic-Con dreams come to life. I love going to Comic-Cons and meeting all the actors and getting pictures with them and taking and getting their autographs. And so this is like an extension of that for me where I can kind of actually have a conversation with them and hear stories and share stories on, you know, stuff that they did on their movies or people that they worked with or what they thought of something, you know, that kind of thing. So I'm having a great time with it. And I, you know, hopefully that, that comes across on the podcast. So. is L-A-A-F. So who are some favorite uh, personalities that you've run into, uh, you know, kind of, uh, especially in the com- Comic-Con world? Um, oh, that I've, just aside from the podcast? Uh, or just, both, you know. I mean, uh, well, you know, I, 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 like I met uh, at Comic Cons. I met Henry Winkler, the Fonz. All right. I met the guy who was uh, um, uh, Scott Wilson, who was Herschel on The Walking Dead before he passed away. The Soup Nazi. All right. I met, like four four people from the original Lost in Space. Bill Mummy, uh, Judy, the uncle, and Penny. You know, so, uh, you know, just tons of fun people like that. Have you seen the new um, Lost in Space? I think I saw, like, the first episode of the yeah. first season. I, have, I think they're finishing up a third season, so it might be one that we get to at some point. But have you seen it? Is it good? I saw, like you, the first episode, and I was pretty much out at that point. It's like, I guess they didn't. They didn't bring enough edge to it to me. I thought it would be like this, like, new edgy maybe, but it, it wasn't very edgy. <laughs> uh, uh. In terms of my podcast, uh, you know, a couple, you know, Craig Shoemaker, Hal Sparks, those are some friends that I'd made over Twitter over the years. So it was fun, you know, just to be able to, to DM them. Hal Sparks, the cool thing about the conversation I had with him and just how funny and quick he is, he was in Dude, Where's My Car? He played Zoltan. And, and so, you know, that's a pretty popular movie, and, you know, and character. Yeah, and it. so when, I was interviewing him. I 
introduced him as that character. And I didn't tell him I was going to do it. When you listen to the podcast, I introduced him to as Zoltan. Like, hey, things are crazy these days, you know, this, this, and then I just, and I, as if I was going to interview the character. He goes into a monologue as the character without skipping a beat, right? And then it was just like, it was, but if you listen to it, you think, oh, this must have been planned. It yeah. wasn't planned. That's that the greatest thing. Awesome. That's why I love it. But I'm like, no one will know this wasn't planned. It was like, so that's why I tell people. But it was, it was just, that's how quick he was. He just went into it, yeah. did a whole thing as that character, you know, then we transitioned back to him. But like, it was, it was just so funny. I loved it. I loved it. Cause not everyone kind of goes with that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know? yeah, right. Well, and not every actor is, is, is so fast that like a, like a many actors, we make fun of each other on, on this show. Cause this is like, we're both actors and, and we fall short in this department too, but like, we'll try to go right into like your British accent or your Australian accent. And it's like, it's so bad. You know, like the really, really good actors, the ones who are good with accents can just like pop right into it and pop right out. It's so weird seeing like video of that. <laughs> That's pretty cool. It's pretty, it, well, you know, earlier you were talking about remembering names and all that kind of stuff. And it's fun. But that was one of the co- topics that Hal Sparks and I were talking about because he was talking about like the, what the normal person in- engages with over a period of time. But then you take into consideration, you know, he's been on Talk Soup, Queer as Folk, and Lab Rats, and like, and he's just a famous, you know, comedian as well. Yeah. And then you, you multiply that, and it becomes like, you know, tens of thousands versus you know, sixteen hundred in your lifetime or whatever the numbers were. And like, right. and it's like, you know, just talking about how, you know, when you're famous, everyone knows you because you're you're the famous one. Your your picture's on the wall, and it's just how difficult it is to kind of remember all that. So I dig uh, the social media tips you give on your podcast too. I'm like, I'm like good. I'm like a good tech guy. I've done you know tech stuff for most of my life, but like, com- like social media and web based apps, you know, still confound me. And so I just like getting a little tip every day, you know, and 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 trying it out. And like, you know, what 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 do you think uh, are are a couple of ones that like just everybody's missing that they should do that they don't do. Like the other day, you one of your tips was um, to use your pinned tweet, you know, and to, to so that so that you know whatever is most important to you, you can be communicating with your people, you know, and let them know that that's what's most important to you or whatever. But um, you know, are there a couple other ones that you can think of that like you know everybody sort of misses out on who's a novice like me, you know? Yeah, and you know it's it's funny because originally my I was going to start a podcast in 2017. In 2017, it was just going to be social media based, and I I never got my act together, and you know, and so I do it now as just kind of a piece, but and I do it just so everyone's listening is I do it in sort of the way is like to make you aware, and then you need to Google it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> if you want to learn more, you Google it. Right. right. So it's because sometimes I think it's just being aware of a feature and then go. I mean, you're not going to come to my podcast and hear 20 minutes how to pin a tweet. It's um, 90 seconds. Stops. Yeah. Yeah. It's all it's real <laughs> it's, quick and useful. It's great. Yeah. yeah. It's it's more of an awareness thing. And then you go figure out how to actually do it. You can always DM me if you want. But I think one of the greatest features is bookmarking. So an, an underrated feature like on Twitter. You can bookmark something and then you have uh, something in your in your 
drop down that says bookmarks. And so, you know, when you see something on, you can do this on TikTok, you can do a save as favorite. And I think you can save on Facebook, though it's not, I'm not really even sure where they go. But each, every platform has like a version of it. But those, you know, because here's the reality. The reality is you see something and you're like, oh, I'll get back to that. And you're never going to find it again. You will never find it again. And so you yeah. can like it and it'll, maybe it's in your likes. But then, you know, you've liked a hundred things. And so it's like buried in your likes. Right. But bookmarking, you can create like this. Oh, here's an article. You're not going to watch the article. Oh, here's a video. I'm not going to watch it. I can't watch it right now because... I've got sound on and I'm in a group. So you just kind of bookmark it. And then later you can go back to your bookmarks. And as you do it, you just unbookmark it if you don't want it anymore. It's the greatest feature that nobody really, I think, overuses. Lists are great too, but bookmarking is like, is like one of the key things. I use that the most of it, anything. It's like generating a list of stuff that, that caught your eye. And like, actually, I've done in the Facebook version of it, the saved items thing where, where you know, I go back in there and I'm like, I'm like almost discovering stuff because it's like, I forgot I put it in there. And I'm like, you know, that's the exact reason I put it in there because I knew I'd forget. I knew I'd lose it. I'm not going to scroll for three days to find it again. So yeah, that's a that's a great tip, man. That's exactly it. It's your junk drawer that you forget what's in there and you go, holy crap, I didn't know I had this. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. but it's all useful Perfect description, stuff. perfect description, exactly. Yeah. yeah. Um, well, listen, man, I don't want to keep you forever and uh, I hope we'll get to do this again sometime. Um, I love your show. I'm going to keep listening. Um, listen, everybody, listen to uh, the, the Jeff Dwoskin show. You can find it anywhere podcasts are available. Um, and uh, check out Crossing the Streams. I was on the last episode. Thank you very much. And um, yeah, it's a it's a great time. And you'll find out about some really cool uh, TV shows and um, and movies that maybe you wouldn't have noticed otherwise. Like um, our buddy Nate last night let us know about the flight attendant, which I keep seeing an ad for here or there. But like, it looks really good. Like he totally sold me on that. And then you talked about the expanse, which is one of the, that's the same thing for me. I kept seeing it and I'm like, that looks interesting. I swear to God, I think like people who don't watch sci-fi, you know, see ads for the expanse and they go, man, if that wasn't sci-fi, I'd watch it. You know what? Go ahead and watch it. You'll love it. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, so where can everybody, where do you like to be followed and, uh, and how can people get in touch with you? And, um, and uh, yeah, what, what are all your at signs? Sure. Uh, on the socials, uh, you can follow the show on Instagram and Twitter at Jeff Dwoskin Show. My website is jeffisfunny.com. In case you can't spell Dwoskin, <laughs> I know you can spell jeffisfunny.com. My personal Twitter is Big Macher, B I G M A C H E R, which I'm sure if you wrote it down, you'll be able to find it. But you could probably just search Jeff Dwoskin. And I think that's it. You know, we're on the YouTube. You can follow the Je you can search for the Jeff Dwoskin Show channel on YouTube, and that's where you can watch Crossing the Streams and catch it live every Wednesday at nine thirty p.m. ET. And yeah, check out my podcast live from Detroit, the Jeff Dwoskin Show, and all your podcast places. And cool, Jimmy, I can't thank you enough. This was a blast. And. 
And there he goes, Jeff Dwoskin, fighting for good in the great state of Michigan, live from Detroit with Jeff Dwoskin, is the podcast and crossing the streams is the awesome uh, movie and TV review TV show that made no sense. But yeah, check out Crossing the Streams on all the YouTubes. If you like these interviews and you want us to keep doing them, support the podcast for just a buck a month over at patreon.com slash LAAF. I love you. Down to the nightclub. Bump to bump to bump.